Are you looking to franchise, start a new business, begin an exit strategy, sell your company, plan your succession, retire, write a book, become a speaker, create a course? Then stay tuned for what's next. Jason Pearl is my guest today. He's a speaker, fast-growing specialist, and business mentor to, who specializes in scaling startups from the ground floor to noteworthy success. By the way, I'm reading this from his LinkedIn profile, which is very fantastic. Uh, his work has helped dozens of business owners and tech founders produce over $40 million in realized revenue over the last 36 months. Deeply rooted in faith and family, Jason proudly enjoys life with his wife and two daughters in Lockport, New York. You'll find Jason speaking at conferences, hosting masterminds, and leading his family of four, all while mentoring today's emerging business leaders. Jason is also host of the Company We Keep podcast. Grab a cup of coffee, which you got me there. Uh, and join Jason every Tuesday morning as he dives into topics to help everyday business owners and entrepreneurs think differently about growth and success and how to achieve a better balance in both business and in life. Uh, Jason, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Scott. I really appreciate you having me on. Great. Let's, let's, let's jump right into this, uh, starting at the beginning. Where did you, where did you grow up and what did you want to be when you grew up? Great question. Um, so so I grew up in East Amherst, New York, which is only about a town away from where I live now. It's in Western New York, which for those of you that are different parts of the country, we're much closer to Canada than we are to New York City. So I'm about 45 minutes from the Canadian border, but grew up here, huge Buffalo Bills fan, Buffalo Sabres fan, and love everything about upstate New York. Um, what When I grew up, I, I like to tell the story that my parents were entrepreneurs before it was cool to say you were an entrepreneur. Both of my parents have owned their own businesses for the better part of the last 40 years. They've successfully grown and scaled um, seven different businesses, either with exits um, or they're still running them today. So growing up in my household was about family and business and the intermingling of both family and business and how that operates. So the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. Yeah. So to, to answer your question, as you said, what did I want to be when I wanted to grow up? Um, yeah. Well, I think a lot of little boys in, in Buffalo wanted to grow up and either be like a professional football player or a professional hockey player. I wanted to be both, um, never had a chance at doing either, um, but did play hockey throughout uh, throughout my high school career and in some a little bit in college. But uh, when I gave up the dream of being a professional athlete, which was pretty early in my career in life, um, I really wanted to be a business owner. I wanted, I wanted to put a suit on every day. I wanted to be like my dad and my mom, and I wanted to help other people. And that's, that's pretty much what, what I tried to, you know, course my life out at an early age. Yeah. So what, do, what are you doing now? What's the essence of what you do? Sure. Now? Sure. Um, so I am the president and founder of Naker Consulting, uh, which is a growth driven company. So we work with, uh, with businesses that are looking to scale. So post revenue companies normally in the, like the five to $25 million space and me or my team comes in and we help uh, work with the C-suite and the sales and revenue leaders and help them scale their companies to create more sustainable and consistent revenue uh, that is that is growing. So I've been doing that for the better part of four plus years. Um, as you had mentioned, also I'm a podcast host, do some coaching as well, have a small executive coaching practice and really work to help 
business owners and mentor them for success. Um, I'm not all about the money. Uh, money's a byproduct of doing things very well. What I care about is I have a method of how to work with people and scale businesses with the individuals, talking about how uh, they operate in their head, how they operate in their heart, and what happens in their household. So head, heart, and house is my method of how I scale businesses. I love that. I love that. So be, uh, four years, uh, you're, you're obviously older than four years old. So right. what did you do before that? Right. So, um, as I told you, I, I grew up in a, a self-employed household. Um, my parents unfortunately got divorced when I was in college and they sold their businesses. So I was going to college at a, at a local upstate New York college called SUNY Geneseo and was getting a business degree to help them go into the family business, to help go into the family business, help grow the family business. Uh, mm-hmm. When they got divorced and sold their businesses, I made a complete 180 shift. Um, after I graduated college, I got a job with Wells Fargo working in their consumer finance division, worked there for 10 years, um, climbed up the ladder, was a was a regional manager for them. Um, my last position with them was in New Jersey in 2010. So I had 150 employees, seven retail offices that I grew for them. Um, and then, you know, moved back home to Buffalo in late 2010, worked for HSBC for a small period of time, which is another international large bank. And then um, got headhunted to run uh, the, the the growth for a um, privately held family-owned payroll company, payroll and HR company. Did that for five and a half years before I decided to start my own consulting firm. When you decided to create your own consulting firm, mm-hmm. how did that shift happen? What was the tipping point? Yeah, so... Um, it had been stirring in me for a while. Uh, like I said, I worked for this payroll company for five and a half years. It was it was a family owned company. I worked for a father and, and two brothers, and we had about fifty employees. I was able to help significantly grow that business from about three and a half million to you know uh, over eight million in in, in five years. Um, got a little ownership in the business, um, and really, quite honestly, uh, the the fifth year I was there, the direction I wanted to take the company and the direction the family wanted to take the company were in, were in different spots. So um, when you work for a family, normally family rules. So um, we had a break. Um, quite honestly, they decided to part from me because our vision was different. And I knew it was the right time to start my own company. I did not want to work for anyone else. I had spent the better part of my 17-year career making other people a lot of money and growing businesses and growing banks and then other businesses like this family business and um, had a real heart to heart with myself one day. Um, and, and and I got a buyout from the company and they gave me a nice severance package and stuff. Um, but I just kind of looked myself in the mirror and said, if you're as good as you think you are and, and you think you can help other businesses, now's the time to do it. I was 38 years old. Um, and, and I knew that I wasn't getting any younger and this was the time to do it. And I started Naker Consulting with zero clients, um, almost nothing in savings in the bank. And uh, I was the sole provider of income of, of my family, my wife and two daughters, and decided that um, I was going all in to do this. What was the easiest thing? Let's let's hit, tackle that question first. Sure. What's the my decision. Um, I felt uh, I'm deeply rooted in faith. I'm a Christian guy. Um, I really felt that my part with the uh, the payroll company 
although we, we, we left and, and shook hands, I just really felt that it was a, it was a God moment where he just said, Jason, I've been trying to show you things and uh, you're not listening. So let's, let's make this a little more apparent. And, uh, so I just, I, I had already known that it was, it was time for me to do this. Um, convincing other people that knew my backstory and knew that like I was providing solely for a family. They're like, Jason, why, why would you do that? And, and, about a week after I got, uh, I parted from this company, I had a, a significant multi six figure job offer on my table that I said no to it. And the person that offered me the job was like, are you, are you sure you want to say no to this? Like understand that you just parted in one way and you know, maybe it's, it's too soon, but are you sure you want to say no to this? And I said, I'm 100% positive. I respect you. Thank you for the offer. Maybe I'll be wrong and I'll knock on your door later, but I feel very called to do what I'm going to go do. What was the hardest? Um, the hardest was was being consistent, quite honestly. Um, I've managed over a thousand salespeople and, and executives in my career. Mm -hmm. um, and it's easy to tell other people and coach other people on how to do things the right way. It's so much harder when you're doing it for yourself. And um, the hardest thing was intentionality and consistency. And I've done a lot of deep personal work in that over the past five years, five, six years, even before I left the other company, I was, I was really going down a path of self-reflection and, and really trying to be the best I could be. Um, I felt very called in my faith to be, a, uh, to be a better leader, both in my home and in my everyday life. And that um, it was hard for me to hold other people to certain expectations when I wasn't holding myself to that. So um, just being consistent individually and showing up every day individually the way I needed to show up was probably the hardest thing and still is. Living with intentionality is difficult. Um, but when you do it the right way, you reap the rewards and it gets easier as time goes on. There's somebody listening to you talking right now. And uh, they're in that position at a job mm -hmm. or, or they're, you know, they, they want to go another direction, but they haven't yet made that shift um, for that person who wants to chase their dream, not sure how to go about it. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give them? Great, great question. Uh, I talk to business owners about this all of the time. And, and, and I just yesterday morning had coffee with a guy um, that was asking me the same question. And what I would say to anybody thinking about taking a leap of whatever, let's call it from W2 to, to 1099, W2 to entrepreneurship, right? Um, yep. I would say you before you make any choices, you need to sit down individually and define what success means to you. When I gave up the dream of being rich is when my life became rich. Um, I, I, I sat down and really just did some deep thought of what success was to me. And it wasn't the, the dollars in my bank account. It was spending time with my wife, being able to have lunch or breakfast with my wife on a work day. It was being able to raise my two daughters the way I want to raise them and spend time with them and be available for them. Um, you know, I have a 14-year-old and, and an almost 10-year-old. And in my being a father and being a husband are the two titles that are the most important to me. Um, mm -hmm. And 
for me, that was my success. So I was able to craft a business that kept those things at the forefront. Now I work very hard uh, to, to make Naker Consulting work. And, and I work for my clients very hard, but I work less because I'm more focused and intentional. So what I would say to that person is define what success means to you, because we, we now live in a world where entrepreneurship is sexy, right? And there is, as you know, Scott, there's a lot of there's a lot of trials and tribulations behind the Instagram post or behind the LinkedIn post and Absolutely. behind the the followers that you have and all that type of stuff. You need to be prepared to ride the roller coaster of entrepreneurship. And if that doesn't fall into your what success is for you, then maybe you need to find a different job that like makes more sense, or maybe you you need to um, expand and, and find a different career. But entrepreneurship isn't always the answer. It's worked for me. It's it's worked for you. But I would say make sure it aligns with how you define success as an individual, number one. And then if you have a family, they need to be brought into that decision as well. Too many people jump into things and don't think it through. Now, I'm a progress over perfection guy, so don't overthink it. But you need to do some 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 deep work individually and with your family first before you make the decision. You know, no one really understands it unless you jump in it. Right. Um, right. I heard a story and I can't remember where, <clears throat> but you, you put an ice cube on a table in a room that is 25 degrees and you turn it up to 26 and nothing happens. And 27, mm-hmm. nothing happens. 28, 29, 30, nothing happens. 31, nothing happens. 32, something starts to happen. Everybody sees the 31 to 32. Mm-hmm. No one sees the 25 to 26 to 27 to 28. And uh, you're, you're right. You have to start from an authentic definition of success. Jason, thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your busy schedule with me to talk. Uh, you are so, so focused and so well-spoken that it's very easy to see that you are, you are the real deal. And, uh, I am honored to have you on the show and, uh, thank you so much for that. I appreciate that, Scott. Thanks for the kind words. And, uh, I appreciate the time talking to your audience. This has been another episode of what's next, the podcast for powerful people who have an eye on the horizon. It's a podcast about real people making significant moves in their lives. My name is Scott Kokenauer. I'm so glad that you've taken time out to tune in. I'll see you on the next valuable interview.